What is up, everybody? Welcome to the not-yet-named NFL podcast show. <laughs> I'm your host, Josh. I'm here with Jared, Kunis, Micah. Ben's on his way. And we have our first guest, Trevor Cotty. Uh, you probably hear him on our Waiver Watchers show and on the FSL podcast. Trev, why don't you go ahead and introduce yourself to uh, the listeners What's up, guys? Uh, I'm Trevor. You already know me. I'm sure you do because I'm sure you listen to the other shows because we're like way better than these guys. But I uh, appreciate you guys having me. Um, yeah, is that we're, we're happy doing? to have you. I'm just, I'm just kidding. I'm just <laughs> yeah. kidding. But we brought I, you I, out I pre- this show. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. I appreciate you guys. Having me. Get out. Great job. <laughs> All right. Uh, so let's kick things off. Um, you know, we didn't get. Let's get our little two cents in on this week's. Fantasy thoughts in the FSL. Uh, I myself am playing Bendy. I have a shit ton of buys. All my stars are out, so kind of expecting an L, but, you know, I'm throwing out Rojo and Kenneth Gainwell, and we'll see what sticks. But what do you guys have any thoughts on your matchups this week? Playing a fucking scrub. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah, you're playing me, aren't you? Yeah, you're lucky, Kunis. <laughs> one of the best teams in the league. Dude, this is – hang on. I want to say one thing. This is bullshit because why do I have to play all the fucking easy teams during the bye weeks? Like, all, I, I have – you know, it's fine. I'm, I'm going to win anyway. You, know what, you, you, you know always what, have a problem with the schedule. <laughs> I just feel like – I feel like I always have to work harder than everybody oh, else. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Trevor, you are also in the bottom Penis? half, so technically you are an easy team. Technically I'm in the bottom half. Technically. But technically I'm by, like, like, you know, you being in the bottom half and you not being a current playoff yeah, team. Yeah, well, Kunis, technically you shouldn't have any wins, so – Okay, two things. One, All right. <laughs> two things. Two things, real quick. One, wouldn't you rather play the easy teams when you have all your buys? Because then you have. Actually, that's a fair point. I guess that's, like a, that's a decent win. way of looking at just, it. That's a decent a way of looking of, at it. It just sounds like a lot of complaining from the If King himself. So I'm, that's, I'm just. I'm Cotty, everybody. Welcome to the yeah, podcast. Yeah, thank <laughs> yes. you. Thank you. Thanks all for right, having take me. Us, guys. Take us away, Josh. <laughs> All right, now that we got that out, uh, let's move into some of the interesting topics that happened this weekend, starting off with none other than something that that pissed off the whole entire football world, in my opinion. Uh, There was a lot of backlash from this, but Jackson Mahomes, TikTok star, brother to Patrick Mahomes, that's about it on his resume, uh, decided it was a good idea to uh, do a TikTok dance on top of Sean Taylor's number that they had uh, uh, put on the field. It was chained off. They were honoring Sean Taylor uh, about damn time. It's been 14 years, and they finally decided it was time to retire his number. Perhaps one of the greatest free safeties of all uh, in all of football. Um, he was tragically murdered. Uh, his family was there um, to, re- uh, to to receive the honor. But yeah, he decided it was a good idea to do this TikTok. My first reaction was I was extremely pissed off because that logos and numbers mean something, especially in the world of sports. Um, and just doing something like that on that day with his family there and then just posting it online. It just goes to show how much of a piece of shit this guy is. Uh, this is not his first time with his antics, uh, but I think this is probably the worst thing he's done. Um, but what are your guys' thoughts on it? I mean, I just want to – I personally, it's not just – I'm not even a, by any means a Redskins fan, Washington football team, my, my bad, fan. But, you know, Sean Taylor is a great player, um, and it just, just really got under my skin. So what, what do you guys think, and uh, what are your guys' thoughts on this? So I think we're all in pretty – we're all pretty much in agreement that it was just – one of the worst things you could possibly do on in that situation. TikTok. Oh I'm going to here. So I'm going to play devil's advocate just so that you guys can kind of bounce off. He, his um, defense for doing that was that he was told to stand there. It was roped off because obviously the number and the logo was there. He said that they were ushered him and like, you know, his group were ushered to stand there in the pregame. And that was his excuse. And he's like, well, this is where they told me to stand. Um, and I'm just going to do my dances and everything. Yeah, Obviously, well, you have to understand the situation and what, you know, like your surroundings. But that was his defense. I don't know if I buy that. And I don't really know if that excuses that. What do you What do you guys think? Yeah, I saw that they 
basically designated him there into that area, but I don't know if that accounts to make a TikTok and do a whole dance on the guy's number on his day. But I want to, do you guys think that the Washington football team organization did that on purpose to get like a story out to kind of distract from what's going on? That's pretty meta. <laughs> That's pretty deep. Could you imagine, <laughs> I don't know. Could you I imagine mean, if they set that up, they knew Jackson Mahomes would make a TikTok? Which, I don't know. I, I just think the guy's not self-aware at all, man. Like I don't know. That's tough. I, I also think not so much that uh, Washington did that intentionally. I think they're just a, are clearly a poorly run organization. And they, they, well, tried yeah. <laughs> to, they tried to rope it off, but then also there was a shit ton of people there. It wasn't just him. It was, I mean, there was countless people taking pictures and everything like that, standing on it. So it's, I think it's just poor planning by them, not like making it a clear thing of, hey, don't fucking do that. Don't uh, be dancing on a memorial. <laughs> uh, yeah, because yeah, common sense there, but got to fault them a yeah, little bit. Yeah, because some, too. you know, because some chain, some chains around something clearly state, you know, come inside me. But anyway, um, that's some BDSM shit. Welcome to the SSL After Dark podcast. Yeah, for real, NSFW. That's why, that's why um, this is a podcast. Sex league. So you, you can't see what's going on on the video here. Gotta imagine. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, gross. Yeah, we well, I don't know. We shouldn't have gone there, but we did. But anyway, yeah, that was something to bring up. That was kind of uh controversial in itself. Uh we are we already know that the Washington football team is kind of a mess right now with a bunch of other things. Uh I already think they dropped the ball on the fact that they're doing this 14 years later. But uh yeah, not a good look for him. And uh I guess one more thing to hit on uh to ask you guys is how do you think Patrick Mahomes feels with uh with his antics to say the least because it's like you know he's trying to play football it's the middle of his season the chiefs aren't necessarily doing hot this year you know they're having their own adversity on the field and yet you he's getting like backlash uh, uh from his brother doing this crap on the sidelines like in my opinion i don't even know why he'd even want him there anymore and stuff but how do you think mahomes feels about this uh with his brother and how he's acting and been acting this year i i do think he jumped to his defense right away like he he was tweeting out a bunch of shit about uh all, all the different people standing on it and everything like that. That's, I, I think he's more just in defense of his brother than like being like, why are you doing that? So I, I think it's more, he's on his side. He has to defend him, but I mean, he's gotta be tired. He's gotta be tired of it, dude. He has it's to embarrassing. It. It's embarrassing. And you're a professional athlete and he is like at the top of his class at the literal mm-hmm. top of the league. And he's having yeah, to exactly. with antics from his brother making disrespectful TikToks and just being a a nuisance. Mm-hmm. So I he's just gotta be so tired of it, dude. I know. It's and I, I get what Kunis is saying with, you know, he's standing up for his brother too, but on the other hand, it also feels like he's has to be his PR dude. You know what I mean? Like he doesn't he he shouldn't it shouldn't be, you know, him having to defend his brother because his brother does something insensitive or stupid. Um and I think it's just it's just a, a huge distraction for him. Maybe that's affecting his performance right now. Oh, that is true. We'll get into that in a bit. <laughs> All right, moving on. Um, God damn it. Uh, <laughs> um, moving on. Uh, we had uh, Trayvon Diggs had quite the uh, Sunday, and we've been kind of talking about him on these past few uh, or the past podcasts about whether or not the hype is real. You know, he's been getting a lot of defensive player of the year talk and all this. Um, and then Sunday, something uh, uh, something quite revealing happened. He had himself a pick six <laughs> uh, that was a misfire, 100% on Mac Jones. Mac Jones, and he just hit the it, guy far behind just, him, picked it off, took it for yeah, yeah, took it for a touchdown. And then they come, he comes out that very next series and gets abs- just lets a guy run right past him for first a touchdown. play and. Uh, yeah, first play after his pick six. So uh, to continue this discussion, um, I know a lot of us were not on the hype train, but uh, what? Do you, how do you think this looks for him moving forward the rest of the year, especially with uh, the Defensive Player of the Year talk? I, I think the Defensive Player of the Year talk was always overblown. Uh, it, I did. I do want to mention that uh, hearing yesterday's show, 
uh, really shows that Justin did not listen to the NFL podcast last time. His uh, immediate <laughs> <hot> take, <laughs> Trayvon Diggs sounded familiar. Uh, oh, yeah, with yep. all the Marcus Peters. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I've said that before. Uh, but, no, Xavier Howard. He said he was like Xavier Howard. No. And, uh, go ahead. I don't think he was trying to say that he was like Xavier Howard. He said uh, he's, he thought Jared was saying that, and it was just a big misunderstanding. There, oh, but, that's right. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Go ahead, Kudis. But, no, he – He's exactly what I said he was last time. He he jumps routes great. He plays super aggressively, but also gets burned. People were comparing him to Deion Sanders. This guy shut down players oh like Jerry God. Rice left and right. Wow. Wait, I, oh was, I thought they said that. I haven't uh, heard that. that was on, I, I thought he said that was his inspiration. I, I thought he said that was his no, inspiration. they were saying, is he Sanders. the next Deion Sanders? That was the headline. Oh, my God. I was like, God. are you kidding me? That's just because he's in a Cowboys jersey. That's the only reason for that, right? Yeah, yeah, true. but I, I mean, you were already saying people were saying it is absurd. Player of the year, everything like it's absurd. Yeah, I know. He lets up so many yards. I, don't know. I, I think I've said my piece on <laughs> Trayvon Diggs. I think, uh, I think he's pretty overrated for the reasons Kunis listed. But would you guys rather have a cornerback that can take away one side of the field, like a Darrell Revis, or do you want like a Trayvon Diggs who creates more t- turnovers and opportunities for your offense to score? Are you asking if I would rather have the best cornerback of this century or oh Trayvon Diggs? I would rather have. I don't know. That's I'm a talking real about tough cornerback with the ability, strategy. with that ability. So just, just like the type of cornerback. Like, would you yeah. rather have like a Revis type who'd play it safer, but Trayvon Diggs I mean, like kind of like in games, but he'll yeah, also blow it for you. You take like, the safe, you take the safe corner every time, and Darrell Revis might not be the best comparison because he was like a, in a class by himself. But I understand what you're saying, and I think I would just rather have, I'd rather have the safe corner that can just limit the targets instead of inviting them, give up a lot of yards, and then every so often have a big play. What if you have an offense like, like like a high prolific offense, like the Chiefs last year or something, and you want to give them more chances to score? Yeah. Yeah, I'm, yeah. I mean, that's that's a fair point. I mean, I get what you're saying. Like, uh, like a corner who like smothers them and like takes them away as a complete like option, a or yeah. like a guy who maybe like tries to bait the quarterback more, uh, go for turnovers, and um, you know, sometimes it works, Trayvon sometimes Diggs. it doesn't. Trayvon Diggs, yes. exactly. Yeah, it, I think it depends on uh, roster construction, like you said. Yeah, having a better offense, I, I think so too. That, that was my answer for that one. Yeah, um, we already made this comparison in the last one, but I think it's a it's a good comparison, like uh, the situation with the Ravens, because they have Marcus Peters, who's a lot like Travion Diggs, and Marlon Humphrey is that shutdown guy. And having that shutdown guy kind of opens up more opportunities for the opportunistic cornerback, because obviously he's not you're not going to throw to the lockdown side of the field. So that side of the field's gone, and it lets uh, the other guy get a lot more opportunities to pick off passes. However, uh, in a situation where it's just the opportunistic guy, kind of like what Trayvon Diggs is, uh, who's the other corner on the uh, on the Cowboys on the opposite end? Is it, I didn't uh, tell you. Uh, is it Jermaine? Jermaine, not Kears. Uh, I'm not sure. Name. We took a Well, the yet. fact that we – yeah, the, the fact that we don't know just goes to show. Uh, yeah, he did get that pick six, but he just gave up that touchdown too. And the the the, the Patriots were still in the game. Like, uh, yeah, the pick six makes a difference, but he still gave up another touchdown and the game was back to even, basically, you know, 0-0 zero, zero almost. Uh, so, yeah, it, it's great to get those, those turnovers and everything, but when you give them up just as much, um, I think it kind of evens out to the point where – you know, you still you want the lockdown guy. Like, yeah, okay, cool. He gets interceptions all the time, but if he's also giving up a bunch of touchdowns, what's the point? You know, it, eventually one or the other is not, not going to even out. Yeah, and also um, though, like, what if the rest of your defense sucks? Like, they're going to be able to run all over that. They'll just go elsewhere if you just have the lockdown corner. I feel like, but you know, if the rest of your defense sucks, why not have the guy who can maybe actually get you the ball back if they throw his way? That's a good I, point. I, I, to touch on that, I think uh, having that type of corner that can take the ball away, but they might over might jump a route or, you know, they might get burned on a play. Great to have as your number two corner. Much rather have a, a safe guy that's going to just look, take out the number one and then right. have the quarterback look the second way. And he yeah. might not, he might not catch him, might not see him there. And then that's when you get the turnover. Right. So I, I think lot, it's better as the number two. Right. That's a lot like what Josh said. I'm just, I'm saying like in another situation, like say the rest of your defense is terrible. 
you know, which would you rather have? Like maybe just a lockdown corner who takes away maybe their top five receiver option. And then you just pray that the rest of your crappy defense can hold it all together or a guy who, you know, actually gets you the ball back sometimes and gets your crappy defense off the field. Just a question. I mean, this is not like my personal stance. I'm just no, to counter or to to kind of like add on to that, you see uh, uh, the lockdown guy, though, if he locks down that side of the field and the best receiver, he can turn maybe a cornerback that isn't like Travion Diggs initially. He can make him into that guy, though. He can force he can make that other corner better because if they keep key in his way, he can be he can become that opportunistic corner that gets those picks much like I mean, I hate to bring it up again, but like what the Ravens are now, like Anthony Everett. He sucks. He's the backup for Marcus Peters right now, but he's getting a lot of he's getting a lot of interceptions. He's doing a lot because Marlowe's just shutting down the, the main guy, forcing him to look his way. He's still giving up some stuff, but he's also getting some turnovers and he's playing fairly decent for the most part. Um, I just think the lockdown guy just makes such a big impact on the field compared to just that opportunistic guy, because the lockdown guy can turn those other corners into more opportunistic cornerbacks like Travion Diggs. Can we all just agree we'd rather have any of these type of players over Jamal Adams? <laughs> oh my God, dude, he's basically yeah. a DN now. Like I literally, <laughs> he's like he's a tiny DN. DN. <laughs> That's all he does. Did you see he him just, drop? He had him. It was like hit him, hit him in the face. It hit him in the, right face. In the helmet. No they, idea where. It was. Oh my God. Him. They just misuse him so badly. They're literally just using him as a defensive end. He's the best, like oh. in the box safety in the NFL right now, and they don't use him he's like the that. best in the nation. He walked okay, up. Okay, well. But oh, go ahead. Go ahead, Jared. <laughs> no, that best in the nation thing was from his friend that passed away and he was honoring him. So well, I, now I feel bad. Yeah. <laughs> I also you that dick. <laughs> wow. Cancel Kunis. Can you imagine? Yeah. Do your research. Yeah, I would just Kunis. say That is not that is not my specialty. I would just say <laughs> Okay, <laughs> wait. Uh, one last thing. <laughs> one last thing on Trayvon Diggs. I think the hate has gone a little bit too far. So he was a wide receiver at first, wasn't he? Converted. Yep. Yes. So I think when that happens, typically they will look at the matchup as if they're trying to get into the head of the receiver and think like, you know, I know what the receiver is looking for on this route. So I'm just going to beat him to the spot. And he's trying to do that a little bit too much, but he's clearly very talented. He, he, he has the most interceptions in the NFL. He puts himself in really good positions. I think if he's able to be coached up a little bit, figures out how to like improve his technique just a little bit, have a little bit more patience, he could be the best quarterback in the NFL. If he is able to just relax on jumping every single route, you don't have to win. Like you don't have to score, like hit a home run every single time. You just need to, you know, sometimes you have to be comfortable hitting some doubles and that's what being a lockdown corner is. And then you mix that with the obvious home run hitting talent that he has he could be special, but I think he's just kind of raw at this point in his career. And if he does put it together, which I think is wholly possible, then we're talking about him in a much different light. I would like to say I love Trayvon Diggs. I am just joining in this conversation. Yeah. Uh, just to wrap it up. I, I think that we can all agree that, you know, he's, he's a, he's a good football player. I just think that we're mostly just hitting on that, the defensive player of the year kind of talk and there's a little bit of overhype happening, but I don't, I mean, well, I'm not, I'm not going to hate on him either. I think he's a fantastic young talent that's uh, growing in this league uh, to hit on your wide receiver thing though, real quick. I think the biggest advantage like I kind of said on the last thing is it kind of puts you in that, that state of mind of what the receiver is going to do. And much like his pick six, it's that ball awareness that not a lot of cornerbacks have because they don't catch a lot of balls. And on that pick, like just the ability to, see what's happening as it's happened and being able to get that, uh, being able to catch it. That's definitely a wide receiver attribute that he's taken over to this position. That's very uh, uh, positive. Um, But anyway, I think we hit that to death. Let's move on to another shocking uh, topic, especially after we were uh, definitely uh, uh, hyping this team up on the last pod. (laughs) The Buffalo Bills take a shocking loss to the Titans on Monday Night Football. Uh, Josh Allen on a fourth and was a fourth and one on the near the goal line with a few seconds left. Decided uh, uh, Sean McDermott decided to do a QB sneak, and I do not blame him for that. That was an excellent play call, especially when you have a 240 pound uh, quarterback who has been running all running great all season. 
slips. I feel like he slipped a little bit. Bad blocking and gets stuffed, and the Titans pull off the win. What are your guys' reactions, your thoughts to this, especially after we were just about to crown the Bills as the best team in the AFC, if not the NFL? I still think they're the best team in the in the AFC. Um, but the Titans came to play, first of all. Second of all, I like you said, I am 100% on board with the call. You kick the field goal, obviously, you know, take the points, whatever. But nine times out of ten, I feel like Josh Allen picks that up. It was just a mixture. I think maybe the center stepped on his foot a little bit or he just lost his footing and just never got the <clears throat> the push that you need to just pick up that one yard. I do want to say, quick shout-out, um, on the D-line right there, the two guys that made the stop, one of them was Jeffrey Simmons. Um, was he? I think he was a pro bowler last year. If he's not, he's a pro bowl level defensive tackle. The other tackle, this guy named Naquan Jones, he's a rookie out of Michigan State who went to Evanston Township High School, my alma mater. <laughs> so he was, I think he's a year younger than hey. me. And Go wild kids. Four or five years ago, he was <laughs> playing high school ball at my local field, and now he's stopping Josh Allen in Monday Night Football to win the game for the Titans. So I just thought that was pretty cool. That's awesome. Uh, yeah, but back to on the game, I don't know if I agree with the call. I understand you have John or Josh Allen, and like you said, nine times out of ten, he's going to pick that up, and it's a different story if he does pick it up. But I don't know. You just take the points and trust your defense if you need to in overtime. That Bills defense is good, but I guess they can't trust stopping Derrick Henry. Yeah. Is that what yeah, you're going to say, Trevor? Yeah, it's exactly what I was going to say. Did you see the way that Derrick Henry was running over those little boys? Yeah, also, is. Micah Hyde. Yeah. Micah Hyde deserves a raise. That man. <laughs> he sacrifices his life. Sacrifices. He had a chance to get out of the way. Yeah. He yeah, saw he him coming, and he just he like got as low as he could and like lowered his head. And just Derrick prayed. Henry just – Derrick Henry didn't even try to avoid him. He's like, all right, if you want to make the decision to get in front of me, I'm just – smash. <laughs> and it looked like he tackled Micah Hyde, but he went down with him. So uh, – <laughs> Good on him. Give that man a raise. Yeah, that's scary. Um, Just one thing, Jared. Uh, The reason why I agree with the call is because NFL overtime literally can come down to whoever wins the coin toss. You're putting your hands in the fact that whoever wins that coin toss, you may not even see the ball again. And seeing that the Bills, which had a great defense going into this game, was actually struggling to stop the Titans, not just Derrick Henry, too, but they were throwing on them. I mean – in my opinion, uh, you if you're the best team it, like they think they are, and you have one of the best quarterbacks, you can you, you should expect him to get that one yard. It wasn't just his fault too. Uh, Jeff Saturday kind of hit on it on his show. He uh, that lineman just completely missed getting that guy's uh, getting that guy angled to push him away, and he had broken through so quickly that it was already going to be shut down even if he didn't slip. But in my opinion, you got to go for it in that because NFL OT sucks. It needs to change. It does to, suck. It, it comes down to a coin toss, and you just can't you can't trust a coin toss. And you would know that, Jared, considering how much money you put on a Super Bowl coin toss last year. Oh my God! Um, tails never. <laughs> about that. I'm gonna never forget tails. about that. Five hundred dollars on tails, ladies and gentlemen. Tails never fails unless it's Jared Benson betting on it. <laughs> another thing, another thing about the call is it was a road game for Buffalo. I feel like teams are a little more aggressive in that situation when you're on the road because you don't want to be the away team in overtime. Um, and so I think that factored into it. But like Josh said, you just need to you need to assert yourself if you think you're the best team in the conference, if you think you're the best team in the game. So the call was fine. They didn't execute it. It was a very good game. I feel like we've been blessed with some really oh, yeah, good. Was a great game. We've been blessed with some very good primetime games, like across the board every single week, and this was no different. I, I agree with all the points that were made, but for completely selfish reasons, I was really hoping they kicked the field goal there, let the Titans get the ball back, maybe we get a bomb <laughs> touchdown to A.J. Brown. Yeah. For, you know, no reason in particular. I, I think that would have been the best outcome of the how game. Much did you, how much did you lose by, like 15? Uh, yeah, about uh, – so, you know, just like, well, what is yeah. one does that? One long fair, touchdown. They were hyper-targeting A.J. Brown there near the yeah. end. And oh, yeah. he gets like four or five targets, works works his way all the way down the field, caps it off with a touchdown. Kunis could win that game. I was totally possible with another drive. But uh, nonetheless, <laughs> that did not happen. I, I, I do agree. You got you to gotta go for it. Go for the win on the road. Go for the tie at the home. Not the tie, yeah. but go for overtime. 
I guess one more thing that I wanted to ask you guys on this topic, um, after because they did take the loss, is we look at uh, we look at the Bills' season so far. Um, they have been dominant. Um, they have they, they, they beat up on some teams. Mm-hmm. Um, but I just want to say uh, this loss to the Titans, which you know many of us considered not that great of a team, and we look at their wins, which are against not the best teams, and they do have a loss to the Steelers as well. Do you think, uh, are any of you guys maybe, uh, I know Mike already said he still thinks they're the best team, but are, you, are you any, any of you guys maybe lowering your expectations a bit, maybe saying that the Bills aren't quite as dominant as we thought they were after this loss? No, I still think they're the best team in the AFC. Now the Ravens kind of creeping up there on my list for one of the best teams in the AFC, but I it was I did it came down to one play, honestly. And like Kuna said, the Titans came out, wanted a more played harder, and you could see that in Derrick Henry's runs, but I, I still think overall they're the best team in the AFC. They're the team to beat. I think right. Tennessee was a lot better this week than they've been. I think they're definitely improving. And uh those are still a great team. That the NFC if it was if they were in with some of the teams of the NFC, I would have a different opinion, but I don't think the I think the AFC has a lot of depth, but not quite as top heavy. Where the, where the NFC is just, I mean, Arizona is amazing. So if it was those two, I'd say Arizona. But with it uh, as currently constructed, I would say Bills are still probably the best team. In AFC. Yeah. So to kind of tie this back in, um, I wanted to ask you. We didn't get a chance to do a preseason show perhaps and maybe get some predictions out there before the season had started but we're halfway through the season and I just wanted to get I just wanted to ask you guys get your reaction and we can come back uh, circle back on this too to see how right or wrong we were but uh, I just want to ask each of you individually uh, what's your guys' Super Bowl right now who do you have in it and who do you have winning uh, I'll go uh, Bucks Bills Bucks winning it I think they run it back it there's a lot of really good teams out there and uh when it's really close, I'm just going to give the edge to Brady. Okay. Bucks Bills with Bucks winning. Micah? So here's – I'm going to – I was going to say I'm going to cop out. If if the Chiefs win the division, I think the Chiefs make it out of the AFC still. If they, get, if they can play at least one or two playoff games at Arrowhead – I think they can take down the Ravens and the Chargers and the Bills and get back to the Super Bowl. As for the NFC, I'm going to take the Rams. I think with Stafford and the the roster that they have, I think they're a little bit more well-equipped to handle Tom Brady and the Buccaneers. And their defense is good, but it hasn't been as good as we had thought it was going to be. The secondary looks a little bit shaky. The Rams have just an unstoppable offense, and the defense also looks pretty good. So, I'm going to say Chiefs Rams. If the Chiefs falter, if they don't pick up the um the division, then I probably see the Bills winning it. I think it'll be Chiefs Bills in the AFC Championship game, but I'll stick with the Chiefs and the Rams for now. Who's uh, your winner? Uh I'm probably I'm going to go with the Rams. I think Stafford was the missing piece. I'm going to go with Bills and the Cardinals and the Bills are winning the Super Bowl. Now, to your point about the Rams in the playoffs, do you think Matt Stafford's inexperience almost in the playoffs would play a factor if he had to go against Brady in the championship? I don't think so. Really? So, Sean McVay took Jared Goff to a Super Bowl, and Matthew Stafford is, (laughs) like, one of the most mentally tough, physically tough players in the league. But he didn't have to go through Brady to get to that Super Bowl. That's what I'm asking. Do you think he'll be able to – Get That's fair. I think I think he'd be able to do it. I think Sean McVay is like one of the best, if not the best, offensive minds. They have really good weapons. They have a decent O-line. They have a good defense. And Stafford's just built a little bit different. And he was stuck in Detroit, so he never really had an opportunity to show it. I think they take down Tampa Bay. It will be interesting, though, because they're both um, better, obviously better at home. But I think Tampa Bay is undefeated at home right now. So whoever gets home field advantage um, between those two, I think that might be the difference. The Rams did beat the Bucks earlier this year at home too. They did. They didn't. They embarrass them. Mm-hmm. They it was basically a blowout. They dominated them. Yep. I oh, mean, early early season. Se- early season, but I still think it'll be Rams out of the NFC. Trev, who do you got? 
Well, I'm glad I went last because I'm actually taking the same two teams as Kunis. I'm going Bucks, Bills, and I got the Bucks winning. Um, I just don't see anybody that can stop that receiver core. Uh, also, Uncle Lenny's looking pretty decent, I will say. Um, but having Antonio Brown, Chris Godwin, and Mike Evans is just unreal. And then Gronk will eventually be back as well. So I just I don't think anybody's going to be able to stop them. And Brady's just way too experienced. And you know we people try to count him out every year. Uh, they say that this will be the year, and then in the playoffs he just looks like a completely different animal. But are you worried about the injuries on that defense? That defense helped them majorly in the playoffs last year especially the secondary they locked people up last i understand year. they were injured in the regular season a lot last year too they I got understand. healthy going into the playoffs yeah i mean i i think yeah i don't know i think they'll get it together i just really do i don't know i just got a feeling man well uh for the sake of being different Different, and uh, I agree with a lot of your guys' choices. But I'm gonna take a little wild card or uh, a wild card one here. I'm gonna say Ravens Packers. Wow, Ravens! Uh, not just I am stunned that the Ravens are wild card. Out of left field. No, I. My biggest knock again. Uh, my biggest thing with the Packers is uh, Aaron Rodgers is. He just wants it this year, and I'm never going to count him out of the NFC Championship, especially with their current streak. And this might be the year that he might will the team to the Super Bowl for once, uh, whether they face that uh, Buccaneers team or Rams team. I just feel like if he's in that position again, I think that this is the year he's going to get him there. As for the Ravens, um, you know, <laughs> it's, it's, I'm trying not to stay as a homer pick here, but my biggest knock against the Bills is they do not have a running game outside of Josh Allen. Their running backs are not that great. They are inconsistent. And I still believe in the fact that, you know, establishing the run game is the most important thing in football and it opens up everything else. And the Ravens' run game is one of the best in the uh, in the NFL. Um, I know we took a hit with J.K. and Gus Edwards, but – Devontae Freeman, Le'Veon Bell, and Latavius have been doing work for the most part. And once we get Ronnie Stanley back and uh, our other alignment pieces, that run game is just going to be up and running again. Um, so if I, uh, I just wanted to be a little bit different. I do like your guys' picks. But I'm gonna, I'll go with the Ravens-Packers, uh, and I'll say the Packers beat the Ravens in the Super Bowl because – if he, wow. if Aaron Rodgers gets there again, I don't think he's gonna. I don't think he's gonna. He, he's not gonna lose. Not even a good player, honestly. I just oh, uh, you're gonna salty because he owns you, Josh. I actually got a couple <laughs> questions for you. Uh, the Ravens. You, you said the Bills don't have a running game outside of Josh Allen, and I know that you tried to say that. Uh, you know the Ravens' running backs have been looking pretty good, but actually they really just they haven't. I mean. <laughs> Latavius Murray, uh, nine carries, 44 yards, six carries, 17 yards, 18 carries, 59 yards. Like they're not, they are looking horrible actually. Uh, it just, it's a committee of three running backs though. I know nine carries with also yards, with but Tyson look at their, look at their like, I don't forget you, our, oh, you're forgetting the, their best running and Lamar. I know Lamar and Jackson. Lamar. I know the quarterback. Right. But that's just the same argument right. that Josh said about the bills. They don't have any running game outside of Josh Allen. Now, I know Josh Allen's absolutely no Lamar Jackson, but just to play devil's advocate and uh, you know, as, just to get your take on it. Um, you know, I just, I don't, I don't think that the Ravens are in a much better situation. And I mean, I Devontae Freeman, Le'Veon and Latavius are running better, in my opinion, are more effective than Devin Singletary and Zach Moss are playing right now. Would you argue? Uh, would, you, would you say otherwise? Um, and I will say again, we still don't have our best run blocker back, Ronnie Stanley. We're still out our best O lineman. That's fair. So the okay. So the run game is still being, but yeah, I get what I get what you're saying. I'm just saying, if you combine it all together, it's a whole running monster. It's always how it's been. It's right. we don't have a Dalvin Cook. We don't have a single guy. I mean, I guess Lamar, but. They've been getting the job done, and we just ran all over the, the Chargers uh, this past weekend. I know one of the worst run defenses in the league, but it was up and running. It was effective. Um, it's I think it's only going to get uh, only going to improve throughout the season. So. Yeah, the Ravens can run the ball. That's for sure. <laughs> oh yeah, but yes. so that's my that is my next question for you. And we touched on it last week after Lamar had that crazy game against the Colts. So this has been his like Achilles heel his entire career is they get into a playoff game where he needs to throw them back into a game against a good team 
good defense, maybe on the road. Do you think that this version of Lamar Jackson can win them a game like that? Because that's what it ultimately will come down to. That's what it's come down to in the past years when they haven't been able to get over the hump and make it to the Super Bowl. So if they're going to do that against teams like the Chiefs and the Bills and the Chargers and whoever it is, can Lamar Jackson win them that that type of game? Yes, um, simply because he's the best version of himself right now. He's throwing better than he ever has. He And another thing, he actually has weapons now. Rashad Bateman, I can't stress this enough, how much of a factor he's going to be. You look at the uh, Titans game in 2019 when we got absolutely blown out. He still threw for 300 yards in that game, but Willie Sneed and Seth Roberts were our wide receivers. They were dropping passes left and right. Yeah, he wasn't playing his best game, but you have to have weapons on the outside. Hollywood Brown, I love him to death, but he's nothing but a wide receiver too. He was never a wide receiver one, and now we finally have a wide receiver one. The Mandrews connection is going off, and Duvernay and Prochet are looking great. I think he's the best version of himself now. He's only been improving, and last year he won his first playoff game. Um, although he didn't have to run a whole, he didn't have to pass a whole lot against that Titans. He still had uh, 160 yards passing, I believe. But we, but in that game against the Bills, obviously through that, we were in that game till that pick six. So um, I think he's in a lot better position than he was. I think he's going to go further in the playoffs this year. Um, but you know, I, I'm I, I'm impressed with just how good he gets every year. So. Uh, and especially having Rashad Bateman, I can't stress that enough. How exciting it is to have a wide receiver who can is, is as dominant as he is. He did have a bad drop that led to an interception, but he didn't have a preseason like Jamar. He didn't have a, a lot of camp to get those things out. So, you know, I'm I'm excited for him, but I am nervous this weekend because the Bengals are a scary team. Would you rather have Rashad Bateman or Rondale Moore? Quick question. Oh my God. <laughs> Wow, that's a tough one. I'll take the I'll take <laughs> I'll take Rashad Bateman every day, all day. Okay, hang on, wait, wait, wait. But what if I throw in Justin Tucker and Rashad Bateman <laughs> instead? Would you still take Rashad Bateman, even though you're getting even though you're getting Justin Tucker now? Oh my god, that's actually tough. <laughs> um, who's my current kicker? <laughs> <laughs> God, Ryan. Could have had Greg Zerline for a dollar. Yeah, dude. Yeah, what I the had fuck, to pay Mike? Up. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna drop I would have gave you two. I would have gave you two. I gave her the suck up. <laughs> All right. Moving on, though. Um, let's get into our favorite part of the show the pickums. Uh, last week, um, nice. I was able to redeem myself on the lock. Um, it hit. But Way one go, of Jared. our. What? One of our <laughs> Jared's lock of Panthers plus one was absolutely destroyed in overtime. We got our hopes up for a bit there, mm-hmm. and uh, it, they just couldn't pull it off in overtime. Uh, so hopefully this week we can actually get some form of good luck going, and we can uh, get our lock parlay to hit. We're going to get so, it this week. We're going to get oh, it this yeah. week. All righty. So let me just pull off my cell real quick. We've been close. I mean – Picking a, a uh, yeah. of four, a four pick parlay is tough any week, and we're going three for four. Obviously, seventy five percent is zero percent in the betting world, but we're 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 hitting the nail on the head, close to the head. Mm-hmm. So right, just, individually, you're that still doesn't drive the nail in. <laughs> yeah, um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, if you ain't first, you're last, right? Maybe anyway. uh, maybe we should go down to a three leg. <laughs> Anyway, or just get a better hammer, whatever works. There you go. Bigger hammer. (laughs) Bigger hammer. Alrighty. Uh, So um, we're going to do a few of these, but I'm just going to quickly do go off on the ones where we all had the same pick. Starting off with Browns, uh, Broncos at Browns. We all have Broncos at plus, anywhere from plus three and a half to plus two. Um, We all have the Bengals plus six. We all have the Patriots minus six and a half, and we all have the Cardinals minus seventeen and a half. Oh my god! Um, so those are <laughs> those are our uh, all agreeing picks. If you want to take a parlay on that one, um, <laughs> I would not advise taking a parlay on that. <laughs> I might throw ten on it. I might throw ten on that. All right, and uh, let's just do a few of these because 
there's actually a lot of them where just one person went against the grain. And I'm going to start off with Chiefs at Titans. Uh, all of us had Titans plus five and a half, except for Jared took Chiefs minus five and a half. Mm. Jared, do explain why you have the Chiefs at uh, minus five and a half, even though it is on the list. <laughs> It is on the list, and I see Trevor's face right now, looking at me because he knows the Chiefs can't cover a spread. But can you explain before you go in? Can you explain the list real quick for those who may not know? <laughs> so we have a group betting group chat, and we made a list of all the teams that you cannot bet on or against. And Chiefs spread is it or Chiefs altogether? It's just Chiefs spread. I will say that the list often goes ignored. <laughs> to be fair this this lost me so much money (laughs) this list started with the jazz and then (laughs) after this after they were put on the list they became the best team against the spread yeah they basically in nba history (laughs) we're doing them a favor honestly it went like 20 in a row where they covered we're basically just (laughs) like we're basically just helping other people we're sponsoring the Mormons winning their betting. Do they have betting in Utah? <laughs> but Jared, um, I just think yeah, interesting. I just think the Titans are still a little overrated. Yeah, they had a really nice win against the Bills, but I don't think they're consistent enough to do that against well, the Trevor, Chiefs. But Trevor, go ahead. I think they can win Jared, by a touchdown. Go ahead, Jared. Uh, Trevor Cotty here, ESPN FSL. Um, are you at all concerned about uh, A.J. Brown's reappearance into the offense and the fact that the Chiefs can't stop anybody, let alone Derrick Henry, with yep. a healthy, and a healthy A.J. <laughs> yeah. Brown on that offense? That is true. Exactly that is true. Is. Mike Feldman can... here with the Daily Sleeper. Um, <laughs> to piggyback off what Mr. Cotty said, are you at all worried about a literal king running down the Chiefs' throat <laughs> when they have not been able to stop the run at all? No media at this time, please. I'd like to add he's 6'3". <laughs> oh, shit. We're turning his mind on live on the podcast. I have, to, I have to stay, though. I have to stay true. You have to, to stay? My you I have, have to stay? Oh, I got to trust my gut. Chiefs fading minus, the list? Chiefs minus five. That happened last week with the Eagles. I swear to God, if it's your lock pick, I'm, we're, we're canceling you. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Let's move on. Let's pick on someone else who took a loner, loner pick. Panthers at Giants. We all had Panthers minus three, except for Kunis, who went Giants plus three. Kunis, do explain to me why you think the Giants plus three is a, is a, is worth your pick. Uh, they're at home. No CMC. I think the Panthers are a little overrated right now. Uh, their, their defense was great, and then they lost J.C. Horn. Uh, I, I, don't, I don't think the Panthers are that good to be road favorites. Panthers uh, haven't won I'm a game. Take the Giants at home. Panthers have not won a game without Christian McCaffrey yet. So, Kunis might be onto something. But you are a foolish to bet on the Giants. <laughs> I don't understand. Is Saquon gonna be playing? I don't think he's gonna play. Oh, probably not. So Saquon's out. <laughs> yeah, Saquon's out. I uh, see. The Giants are always injured. I'm not even concerned. It, that's just what they do. They, they're hurt, and then you they be concerned. Can I throw a stat at you, Kunis, real quick? The Panthers have covered the spread in eight of their last nine road games. Sounds like there was a game that they didn't. And the Giants have <laughs> lost five of their last six. Is he talking? He's muted. I, I think what, uh, uh, what you're telling me is that the Panthers are due to not cover and the Giants are due to cover. That's it's all I'm hearing here. All right, all right. Faith in, one uh, by one. Faith in uh, what's his name? Daniel Jones. Daniel Jones. All right. Danny Dimes, baby. Sterling Shepard, wide receiver one this week. <laughs> all right, uh, moving on. Uh, there's one last person who went on a loner pick, and this one I think is probably one of the worst. Lions at Rams. We all have Rams minus 14.5, except for Micah, who decided Lions plus 14.5 was a safe bet. Micah, do explain why the Lions, who just got absolutely throttled by the Bengals, uh, deserve this going up against the Rams. Okay, so the Lions, as bad as they are, tend to keep the good teams around more often than not. They just lost by the 30 so to the Bengals. They <laughs> lost by 30 to the Bengals, but they kept around. The Bengals are team. a good team. The Bengals are a good team. The Bengals played the, the Rams. Rams. 
but they they hung around with the with the Ravens. Um, they're so gonna are you lose. saying? Are you saying it's that the Bengals are better than the Rams? The team that you just uh, picked to win the Super Bowl. I said Is Ravens. That, no, but are you saying that because of what the Bengals did the Rams last week? Oh well, I mean that's Therefore, not by that's the, not really a, that's not really a property. Question. I think Is that's that not it? Really I don't a fair know. question. This is not math. <laughs> <laughs> the transitive property. Transitive. That's what it there is. You go. There you yes, go. Yes, 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 yes. So I understand you know, geometry. If we're just when I looked at the spread, I was sitting there for a little bit. Fourteen and a half is a lot. It's two touchdowns. I think the lines hang around. They could very well lose by 14, but I'm going to take the two touchdowns with the Lions. To lose by do 15. you understand it's Matt Stafford's revenge game? I do understand. <laughs> Matt Stafford is going to drop six touchdowns in the first half. Like, it's not going to be fair. He's Look, just going to be throwing my, bombs. It's not my lock. It's not my most confident pick, but I'm going to take the Lions. 14. I'm just going to say this. Dan, Cam- uh, Dan Campbell might be quoting uh, another quote from – uh, uh, this past week at the end saying that the Rams aren't uh, 40 points better than his team. Anyway, <laughs> moving on. Um, let's hit some of the, we actually have two 50-50s where um, we were split on our decision. Uh, the first one is Eagles at Raiders. Uh, myself, Jared, and Kunis all have Eagles plus three and a half, while Ben, Micah, and Trevor are going Raiders minus three and a half. So let's get some debate going here. Uh I'm just going to go ahead and say uh, the Eagles impressed me last week against the uh, Buccaneers. Um, the Raiders did it so much against a really bad Broncos team. Um, and I think uh, Jalen Hurts is going to run all over this uh, run all over this Raiders team. I just want to add to that. Garbage time. Jalen Hurts is a killer to the spread. It is a killer <laughs> to the spread. He will find a way to make the game close enough just to cover for the Eagles. He does this all the time. Hopefully this time it goes to Devontae Smith. I think they'll go for two again to cover the spread. Yep. <laughs> Absolutely. That freaking bullshit. That was dumb. Yeah, <laughs> Eagles plus six and a half. I'm very mad man. that I didn't say that on the show last I time. I told you guys. That was the, you didn't say that shit. That was the luckiest <laughs> I've ever seen. It is always the Eagles, though. I will say they had... Remember there was like a Hail Mary at the very end of a game last year that shifted like a few million dollars in, in spread. Oh, my God. Yeah, the guy yeah. like reached out and caught it as it like fell to the ground. It was a oh Hail Mary at the God. very end. And then I think they went for two even after that. So they they do mess up some spreads. I'll give you that. Mm-hmm. But That's true. Um, Raiders at home. You said that they didn't impress you, but they beat the Broncos by 10 on the road, and the Broncos aren't bad. Yeah. They're kind of up and They're down. good. They're they're kind of the Ra- the Raiders kind of go up and down, but I just feel like in this game where it's two middling teams that can kind of go both ways, I'm just going to side with the team that's playing at home, and the Raiders have something to prove in the post John Gruden era, and I think that that's going to do them enough. Three and a half spread is tricky though. Yeah, three and a half is, is a tricky. three and a half is a, it is a tricky I almost, one. I almost took the Eagles, but I'm going to ride with the I'm going to ride with the Raiders. Well, isn't it a thing that um. You take the team that you think is going to win, and if the home team, sometimes Vegas will add three and a half. So this could be like a dead even split, but because Las Vegas is at home, that's why they're the favorite team. Yeah. 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 That's a good point. Pretty close. All right. All right, moving on. Uh, now, this one's probably going to cause the most controversy. We got Bears at Buccaneers, and we went 50-50 on this one. And uh, I'm just going to go ahead and say that the only ones to pick the Bears were Jared, Kunis, and Ben, Micah actually My, decided to portray again, his Bears again, again for the second straight week and go with oh the Bucks along with me and Trev at minus 12 and a half. Micah, why are you bailing on your Bears again? Okay, so here's the oh deal. Oh, my. Here's the deal. Hear, hear me out. We can cover 12 and a half, man. <laughs> oh hear me God. out. <laughs> Who covered the spread last week? Bears or Packers? Packers are different, and you know it. Packers Who covered the spread last week? and you know it. Aaron Rodgers hates us especially. He he okay, has a vendetta. He made sure. He made sure to but yeah, okay, us. the Packers covered. Okay, so we beat the Buccaneers last year, but that was a beat-up Bucks team. That was at Soldier Field. <laughs> you bet with wow. your brain and not your heart. So that's did, what I'm doing here. Wow. Did, did you not earlier say in this very show that the Bucks defense was a little banged out? 
They're is that, is that what, not what you said like 20 minutes ago? Yeah, but your guys' right. offense is... Yeah, but we have Matt Nagy as our head coach. Yeah, but like... I, how can I forget about Matt Nagy? Can how can I trust Matt Nagy to not lose to the Buccaneers by two touchdowns? Isn't it 12 and a half? 12 and a half. So yeah, we can... Oh, it's 12 currently, actually. I'm sorry. 12 and a half. But we have a 12 and a half. No faith, Micah. If you ask me I'm who's going to win this game... I'm going to say the Bears. But if you ask me who's going to cover the spread <laughs> for this, <laughs> and that's all I'm going to say. That's... <laughs> oh, my gosh. So <laughs> Mike is taking Bears uh... money line and Bucks with the spread. Bears money oh line and Bucks spread. That's how you bet with your brain and <laughs> with your heart. That's how you do it. All uh, right, I will boys. say I will say the Bears have failed to cover the spread in five of their last six games when they weren't favored. Are you reading the statistics off of DraftKings right now? Fuck, fuck yeah, I am. Dude. <laughs> that is uh, what we use our picks for, by the way. Uh, for any of the listeners, we go off of DraftKings. Uh, if uh, DraftKings or if any other site wants to sponsor us. <laughs> Yes, we'll any other site that, that site. wants to sponsor us, we will use you in a heartbeat. Anybody from right. grandma want to send we us a little bit of cash? We can be bribed easily. All right, here it is. <laughs> I would settle here for some it is. chocolate chip cookies. I, I would I, like I would to be paid in Trident layers. I'd be, oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> All right, it's that time, boys. It's time to get our locks in. Who wants to go first? Who's got their first lock ready to go? Me, I'm the Super guest. confident in. Me. Trevor's the guest. Let's see what our guest has for our lock, his lock pick of the week. All right, laddies. My lock of the week is the Green Bay Packers. They are seven and a half point favorites over the Washington football team. Washington's trash. Their offense is trash. Their defense is Scary trash. Terry. Chase Young. Scary Terry's good, but he's been hobbled. He's been he's been limited. I he, he was working on the sideline earlier today. I saw um, away from practice. So I don't know. I mean, I got no faith in him right now. Uh, and Aaron Rodgers on fire again. Um, you saw what he just did to the bears last week. I still own you. I've always owned you. Yeah. Run that clip, Jared. Big stuff. Um, <laughs> not. Not for that. But I think this is an easy lock. I think he, I think he dominates them and it's in green Bay. So. Packers minus eight. Uh, oh, that's what you had it as. What's it at right now? Minus seven, seven and a half. half. Seven and a half. That might change a little bit. But all right, that's Trevor's lock. Uh, who wants to go next? Who's got their next lock of the week? All right. So my lock of the week is none other than Eagles plus three and a half. Oh, I see okay. Micah shaking his head already. <laughs> but like you said, the Raiders are an up and down team. And I think this this week is going to be a down team for the Raiders. I can easily see the Eagles winning this. If they use Miles Sanders, that's the key. But I think the Eagles still cover three and a half confidently. All right, all right. Are you at all concerned about uh, Jalen Hurts' inability to throw the ball? He won't need to throw a ball. The Raiders will not be able to guard him. He he can use his legs, but it's fine. He's he's plus three and a half. I'm just asking. Plus three and a half. All right. Who's on that? Kunis, what do you got? So uh, my lock of the week has a little bit of symmetry with last week. Uh, Micah's oh lock goodness. of the week was the Bengals over the Lions. I, w- I did go with the Lions, and I was very wrong. Uh, wow. So Micah was right that time. Yes, you were. And this time, Micah is going to be the one that's wrong. I'm taking the Rams minus 14 and a half is my lock of the week. Oh my god. Matt Stafford revenge game. I love big spreads clearly. Uh, big spread. <laughs> hasn't hasn't failed me yet. Um I think uh Rams score 40 and I have a hard time seeing the uh uh Lions scoring at least 20. So yeah, uh Rams minus 14 and a half lock of the week. They have been, uh, they have been your uh, uh, saving. Or no, Ben picked them in week one. My apologies. You picked them last week, correct? As your lock. I, I did also pick them last week. Yes. So going with them again. So we went back. So we we rolled with the Rams. Yeah, back to back as locks, different people, and we're going for three. So a lot of confidence in that one. Um, Micah, who do you get? Well, first I want to say that I hope my inkling about lines 14 and a half is wrong for the sake of the parlay. <laughs> a lot of talk about the Stafford revenge game, but what about the Jared Goff revenge game? 
What Jared Goff revenge game? They, I'm so they, much Jared Goff. Oh. <laughs> I just wanted the reaction. All right, fourteen and a half is a lot though, but I, I could easily see it happening. That was just my gut. I'm gonna stick with it. My lock of the week. I'm surprised. What am I fourth? I'm fourth here. I'm surprised nobody took this one. Patriots. I had them at six and a half. Mm. I, I see it now. They're up to seven. But since I took them at six and a half when I was looking at it earlier, I'm gonna roll at six and a half at home against the Jets. Bill Belichick just owns the Jets. I can't see Zach Wilson doing anything against a Bill Belichick defense. And you're going to give me a spread of not even a full touchdown. I'm going to take that. So they beat him 25 to six. They beat him 25 to six on the road. And the Jets, I mean, the Jets just don't inspire much confidence in me to win anything, let alone cover a spread. I don't think they've covered seven Maybe they well they beat the Titans and then I think they had a close one against the yeah they beat they lost to the Panthers by five. Other than that, mm-hmm. six and a half is covered. Broncos, Falcons, Patriots. I'm gonna take the Patriots six and a half. Do you have any concern about the uh, Jets coming off a of bye week? Um, not in the slightest. <laughs> All right, fair <laughs> enough. Teams are more prepared for divisional opponents too. Both goes both ways, so. Um, but I like it. I like it. That leads just me. Uh, I gotta, I gotta round out this parlay with a really, really strong one that I've been eyeballing all day long and you guys are gonna love it. But my lock of the week is Cardinals minus 17 and a half against the Texans. They just got absolutely thwopped by the Colts and we're going to take the best team in the NFL record wise right now with the best offense and uh, one of the best offenses and one of the best defenses it's at Arizona as well. The Texans are not a good team. I'm going to confidently say that the Cardinals are going to destroy them by at least four touchdowns. Yeah. I think you're right. 17 and a half is such a big spread, though. It's so big. But this is the game. We're not scared on this podcast. We're not scared on that po- on this podcast. Me and Kuda scattered down. <laughs> Never scared. We're taking last the big week, spreads. Last week, I remember I said, Bengals three and a half is my lock. Like, <laughs> it was like, really? We're going to take the Bengals? <laughs> We're like, going to take the Bengals? And then I came back and doubled down. I'm like, this, this is it. And they destroyed them. So destroyed you got to be confident. That's all it is. Yeah, I just think, I mean, it's the Texans. They literally just got owned by the Colts. You can't say that the Cardinals are, a, are, are any worse than them. It's at home. I, I love it. I think they're going to absolutely destroy this Texans team, which is very much struggling. Um, but yeah, so uh, anyone jo- want to go? Josh, ahead are you are you concerned at all about uh, Davis Mills and Mark Ingram? Uh, it's a fair question, right? Good Davis players. Mills, baby. <laughs> no. <laughs> Have you seen that midget on the Cardinals? He might be better than Rashad Bateman. So, I mean, I gotta go. <laughs> Anyway, anyway, <laughs> obviously sarcasm, obviously joke. Um, does anyone have that uh, parlay put together so we get some odds on it uh, real quick to the overall odds? Um, Let me do that real yeah. quick. Let me do it but real Yeah, quick. I think we're going to – yeah, go ahead. Uh, so I think we're going to – Trevor's our first guest. We're going to keep track of our guest records, and at the end of the year you might get a small prize or something. I don't know. But, Trevor, awesome. uh, thanks <laughs> – Thanks for coming on. We'll definitely have you on it. Uh, have to have you on again. Uh, love the picks, by the way. At Packers minus eight. I was actually my second one. If someone already took cards, um, but yeah, a lot of fun. Anyone got any closing thoughts while we uh, wait on the on the parlay? Uh, I just want to say thanks for having me. Anytime you guys uh, want me to come on, you guys, uh, that'd be great. God damn it! He's no, you're banned. <laughs> <laughs> oh. <laughs> no, he just left. <laughs> you quite literally banned him from the podcast. All right, Patriots. This is just the odd, like the the current odds on DraftKings. So it's Patriots minus seven, which I like a little bit less than six and a half. But actually, I'm just going to take an alternate line. I'll t- I'll do that. Oh my goodness! Hurry up! I want to see what we had. So we had Rams fourteen and a half. We had Rams. Eagles- Rams 14 minus and 14 and a half. Yeah. yeah. Eagles plus Eagles three. Plus three. Um, Cardinals 17 six. and a half. You can't yep. get Patriots and minus six and a half. And oh my Packers minus eight. Oh my God. You can't take six and a half. They took it away. So we're just going to do seven then. I'll still take seven. I think they can cover that. At, ver- at yeah. the very worst, they push. 
That's why I don't like the minus seven, but I'm mm-hmm. still confident that they do that. Okay. Um, plus 2,497 for those keeping track at home at $10, $259.73 is your take home prize. So I think that's pretty a pretty hefty sum for, for these games that we've got. Um, hey, third time's a charm. This one's got to hit. Yes. Got to hit. We're adding an extra leg. One. So what better way to try to increase our odds by decreasing our odds? <laughs> <laughs> hey, it's all confidence, though. Each pick is with confidence. Exactly. Jared was quick with the Eagles plus three. I don't really – I don't know how three. I feel about that one, but we'll see how it goes. When in doubt, right. take the biggest spreads of the week. Bet on the favorite. Hell yeah, Kunis. Hell yeah. yeah. <laughs> this, is, this isn't college. <laughs> <laughs> You're right. This game is going to be like a college game, though. <laughs> Cardinals, Texans, that could be like 50 to 30, and nobody would bat an eye. <laughs> nope. All right. Well, if anyone has anything, has anything else to say before we uh, sign off here on our week, uh, week seven uh, podcast, uh, anyone got anything? Uh, Aaron Rodgers sucks, and he's really mean. Uh, yeah, I, I, I don't like that man. I did not appreciate that. He's, he, he, he was right, though. Because he was, he was someone was right. flipping him off. The whole Just, crowd was. Like, was There's a bunch off. of fans flipping him off. Tough Zero shit. chance that happens to a Bears quarterback in Green Tough Bay. Shit. <laughs> so here's the one thing that we didn't really get to touch on that I wanted to. There's been some talk in the group chat. There's been some talk in the NFL community about Patrick Mahomes, I feel like there's just some dissing going on because he has, I think, seven interceptions now, which is just uncharacteristic. I heard on the podcast this morning, Shuley even said something about um, the league is figuring him out or the fame is getting to his head. And I think that I needed to comment on that. As, As the owner of Patrick Mahomes in this league, as my savior and the best quarterback in the NFL, that is ridiculous to say that just the man that is, pass. the man i'm pretty sure i can't confirm it but i'm pretty sure he is the number one player in our fantasy league right now overall so it's the is getting to his head and the league starting it's derrick henry <laughs> i think it's derrick henry derrick henry is the number one overall fantasy uh right now this is not a defense like wow. it was uh that one oh my Patriots. god right at the Patriots defense. <laughs> That was like a top five for like half the season. They finished like right outside the top ten. That was crazy. It is Derrick Henry, and then Cooper Cup's got him and Josh Allen, but Mahomes is right there. So he has one point above Tom Brady. Yes, and Tom Brady's good too. But if we were talking about uh, fantasy football, yeah. But I I was talking about real football when we made those comments. Fair enough. But there's just Patrick Mahomes is at the at the top of the hill and i feel like it's just getting a little too easy to bag on him a little bit he has seven seven, he's got some interceptions but if you actually watch the games he's putting it right on the money and it is going through in and out of the receiver's hands tyree concluded it's unbelievable to watch do you even know what interception we're talking about i'm not do you know what i'm talking about i'm not talking about i know you're talking about the one where it went right right through tyree's hands but that's not even all that's that's not what we said Yesterday on the, did you listen to the podcast? You joined in after I started my rant. So <laughs> let, let me, let me back up a little bit. Shirley was talking about how in congruence with Jackson Mahomes, and he thinks that the fame is getting to Mahomes' head. That was a quote that I heard from Shirley this morning. And then also I've been hearing that the league is starting to catch up to Mahomes a little bit because of these interceptions. I don't agree <laughs> I with that that's part. Ridiculous. The, no, I don't think the league is catching up with him, but. The play that he, I mean, the fumble and the pick was bad. And, like, the hero ball is, that was just. That's the issue. That's what we're referring to, his hero ball play. It's an issue. But from that play on, he was, he only had four incompletions, two touchdowns, and almost 200 yards. And they just absolutely dominated. So. Yeah. um, I would, I would just say this. The second half of that game, they looked like the Chiefs of old. They were starting to click again. Um I don't think – on one hand, I don't think he's playing as well as he as he has. That's definitely – I just feel like it, it's, not a, it's not a regression. Uh, I would just say he's just not playing as well. But there is a lot of other aspects going into the Chiefs' performance that isn't 100% his fault. Um, you know, there are 
There has been some bad drops, but he's also made a lot of bad decisions. The defense is garbage. Um, but that second half of that game, they were really starting to click and look scary again. And again, it's it's only week seven. You know, I, I you can't count the Chiefs out of it until they are. And uh, um, you know, to quote to quote some of the other shows that I, I heard this week, you know, like don't let them the AFC can't we can't let them get back in it, man. As soon as the Chiefs get back in it, it's it, it's game over. So uh, yeah, I think the hero ball, I think that's starting to come down some, and uh, he's definitely gonna you know play smarter. And but uh, no, I, I I'm not gonna count them out. I'm not gonna say he's it's bothered the fame the fame's definitely not bothering him because i mean the hype for Mahomes was way higher like a year ago a year or two ago in the mvp season like he was all the rage i think that's kind of toned down just a bit you know i would say that you know maybe even josh allen's getting the, the most hype right now him and uh mm-hmm. him and a few other uh quarterbacks i think that kind of like passes through every year you know because 2019 it was lamar uh so i don't think that's that it's that either it's just they just had a rough start, and, but they're starting to figure it out again. But He has had a pick in each of his last five games. So the turnovers need to come down. But I don't think that that's necessarily on him, really. He'll make some bad throws. but Yeah, there was a few bad ones. He'll make some bad throws. Happened, but it's also been some bad throws. Ones, yeah. And I see your point about the hero ball, but if he doesn't do that, like I don't think they score. They were in field goal that's range fair. on third down. They were okay. like on well, like the 23-yard line. Okay, also that's fair. one. That's one play, and I already said that that was a really stupid decision. But then, yeah, it's just those the are the ones, decisions that the other I'm really referring to. Just like his overall mindset, where he thinks he has to do everything. You know, Aaron Rodgers does that and gets applauded for it, and he makes some bad he makes some bad throws, and you know, sometimes it, it doesn't always work out in the end. But yeah. when you have a bad defense, which um, <laughs> which Mahomes <laughs> certainly has now. And then when your receivers start to fail you, then, you know, maybe he thinks he has to do a little bit too much, but we'll see. I mean, they play the Titans this week, so I'm expecting a five and a half. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Expecting a lot of points. (laughs) Um, I guess my closing thought, a funny story. Uh, Kylie, uh, my girlfriend is a uh, teacher at an elementary school. Uh, She teaches kindergarten and first graders. And this week was like their sports week. And she decided to wear one of my Ohio state jerseys. And it was Zeke's, college uh, college jersey which is 15 and she, uh, she came home that day and she walks up she's like every kid came up to me and was like i like your mahomes jersey and i'm just like oh my god i'm like these kids these days they just saw the 15 and the red jersey red, and they yeah. just immediately thought mahomes oh. and i'm just like that i was kind of like uh you brought it up uh with the with the hype and everything the kids definitely love, love patrick mahomes and she's like i don't know who that is and of course kylie don't know who, who he is who he is but i'm just like why it's yellow it's a yellow <laughs> and they have that patch right here get your patch right kids did you guys watch hard knocks did you guys watch hard knocks trayvon Diggs' kid and he's like, oh yeah are you patrick oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> to, to Zach. He was like, it's a- <laughs> he did it twice that kid's so cute <laughs> oh my gosh well i think that about wraps it up for this week um Definitely uh, check us out on uh, TikTok. Take us, check us out on it's Twitter. Tech. Check us out on Spotify. And uh, we'll see you next time. Peace. Peace.